0: Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. This is Tom Short. So glad to have you along with us today on this Monday morning, July 12th. Great day. I hope you'll have a great day. I'm trusting I will. We have been, I'd like to talk to us about a Christian worldview. And if you're new today, I hope you, I'm glad you're here. I hope that this will really be beneficial to you. If you're coming back again, thank you. I'm so glad you're a part of this community. I think this concept of a Christian worldview is very, very vital, and a lot of people that we hear talk of it, people don't know how to describe what it really means, or whether they have one or not. And so, what does it mean? In Colossians chapter 2, verse 8, Paul warns us, See to it that no one takes you captive through philosophy and empty deception, according to the tradition of men, according to the elementary principles of the world, rather then according to Christ, there are philosophies that will be in the world, philosophies that will be out there that can um, confuse us, that can take us captive. And if we're honest, many, many, many people, believers even, even believers have been taken captive by false philosophies that are prevalent in our world today. And so we want to address some of those over the next few days. you know there's a worldview addresses questions like uh, how did we get here? What's our origin where where did we come from? Why are we here? What is our purpose? Where are we going? What's our ultimate destiny? A worldview addresses questions such as what's wrong with the world? Everybody realizes there's something wrong it's, and how do you fix it? And how you answer these questions, where I came from, what is my purpose, where am I going, what's wrong with the world, and how do we fix it? These are big questions. But how we answer these big questions really affect how we live in our daily life. And they affect how we look at at our littler problems, or problems may be big to us, but, but how we look at this big overall picture can affect how we think of our life our purpose, how we solve our problems. There are several basic, there's many worldviews out there, but the most popular ones are the biblical worldview. There is a Marxist worldview that's very, very common in our world today. There's a secularist worldview, which is similar to the Marxist worldview. This is one, to be honest, often taught in our schools today and often prevalent in in uh, in our world. The secularist is a hedonist point of view. A Marxist and materialist point of view. And then, of course, there is the there's a New Age Eastern worldview that has come more and more into our culture. We are a pluralistic culture. When we talk about cultural conflict, cultural wars, part of our problem is that we want that we are a pluralistic culture. Many cultures of the world, many countries of the world, have a predominant understanding and worldview and it's taught and it's, it, there's only one that's taught. As we have been a country welcoming people from all over the world with different religions, different backgrounds, different cultures, we have had this amalgamation that has really exploded since the late 50s, early 60s. And we once had a, a consensus on some of the basic worldview questions. We no longer have them as a culture. So it's important that we understand these things and we understand where we, where we are, and we understand how our Christian perspective, worldview, lines up with others. Um, as I think of this, a, if I could give a, a quick rundown of this Christian worldview, I would put it like this. God created the world. He created it good. He created it with human beings as a crown of his creation. Everything God made in six days, he made the heavens and the earth. Everything he made is good and he crowned it. The the final thing was he made us human beings in his image, male and female. He created us in his image to be like him, to know him, walk with him, love him. He gave us dominion over the earth. He told us that we're to cultivate the earth. We're to develop the earth. This is what we call the dominion mandate. However, something went very, very wrong. There was a rebellion, a rebellion against God. It seems such like such a small thing to just eat a piece of fruit in that garden, but it was rebellion against God. And when we rebelled against God, we switched kingdoms because the one who urged us to follow and re- urged the rebel was the serpent, Satan himself. And when Adam and when Eve and then later Adam, took of that tree and ate it and disobeyed God and rebelled against God. They switched kingdoms. They went from the the kingdom of God into the domain of darkness. They gave their allegiance to the evil one, and they had rebelled against God. It might, as I said, might not have seemed like a big thing, but the ramifications were dramatic. It affected their relationship with God, with one another, with, with nature, The whole, because Adam had dominion over the whole earth, the whole earth was messed up. The old earth was judged. The whole earth became corrupt. The dominion of darkness has prevailed throughout time. People engaged in in terrible, terrible behavior. Brutal behavior, violent behavior, immoral behavior, godless behavior. When we talk about what is the problem with the world, it is the rebellion against God that's the problem there's so many again marxism would present a problem that deals with systems and governments and 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 power structures and and uh secularism would uh produce a problem which deals with uh, an uneducation and ignorance and a lack of scientific understanding but christianity the biblical worldview would say our problems we have rebelled against god and the whole world has become corrupt. The whole world's topsy-turvy as a result. Well, man has tried, in our worldview, man has tried to get back to God through religion, through his self-righteous acts, through trying to be a moral person, through trying to define all these things, trying to define a moral code and be good. And yet it has always failed. It's always fallen short. Every attempt to keep the law has indeed fallen short. And finally, God provided a solution in Jesus Christ. And Jesus, what does he do? He does more than forgive our sins. He brings a new kingdom. He brings the promised kingdom of God. He provides a way to escape the domain of darkness and enter into the kingdom of God. This is so very, very important that we understand salvation properly. Some people think it's just, just a simple free ticket to heaven and just a way to get all your sins forgiven. Well, it's it certainly includes uh, a free gift of eternal life, and it certainly includes a way to have our sins forgiven. But at its core, what Jesus came to do was to bring human beings who had been, uh, who'd become, who'd entered into the domain of darkness, and had become un, had become slaves of the evil one, of Satan himself, in his dominion, and to provide a way of escape. To provide a way into the kingdom of God, to come back to what we were intended to be in in relationship with God, reconciled to God, loving God, uh, receiving His love for us. Certainly, forgiveness is a part of this, but it's so much greater than this, because it relates to all of life. It relates to restoring within us that very a purpose to live. I'm, I'm you know, a lot of Christians. I remember years ago in the the four spiritual laws would say that, you know, when you come to, uh, without God, you have no purpose. And if you have come to God, he gives you a purpose in life. I would share that with many people, but I would say at the time, I'd say, I'm not sure I know what that purpose is. Well, in a broad sense, it's to be into that kingdom, to re- rediscover how how and why God created us, to know him, to love him, to be in relationship with him, and to have a purpose here on earth, dare we say, that, of restoring back what was lost and uh, cultivating the uh, earth, as, as he had said originally to Adam. And of course, our purpose now lasts way into eternity. It isn't just here on earth. It lasts into eternity where we will know God and not just sit on a cloud and play a harp, but we will have relationship and will be active in fulfilling the plan and purposes of God. What is our destiny? That's a big question of worldview. Our destiny is our destiny like like the marxists would say we're just material and we and we, once we die we die or the secularists, when you know would say the same thing that we just are eaten by worms cremated or buried in the ground and just become food for maggots they tell us or is our destiny that we have a soul that will live forever and will be forever and ever in eternal glory with god or will be an eternal d- judgment and destruction away from god and his glory These questions of a worldview have deep, deep significance. These are for people who want to think about our religion. I want to challenge you to think about our religion, to not be shallow when it comes to understanding what the Bible is about, what our Christian understanding is about, what our worldview is about. Not be shallow. Too many of us are. Too many of us don't think of how the big issues and the little issues of life are Are my answers from the secularist worldview. Are my answers from the Marxist worldview? Are my answers from an Eastern New Age worldview? Or are my answers really a biblical worldview? Because that's what's solid. That's what'll last. That's where truth is to be found. So I hope you'll be joining me in these coming days as we look more deeply into some of these specific issues. And we, I shall I say, I'll give an argument, give a case, give a defense for why the biblical worldview is superior, true, accurate, right. I hope you'll join me. Okay, make sure you hit the subscribe, notify, and and uh, like button, all those things. But for now, let's go to prayer. Father in heaven, we thank you that grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. It is our desire to live our lives in conformity with the truth. We know, Lord, that we are inundated with information from a Marxist worldview, a secularist worldview, a new age worldview uh, we, we, Lord we're, we're given so many answers by them propaganda indoctrination our schools they're not teaching a biblical worldview they're teaching us they're teaching these other worldviews that have infiltrated and come into our culture and father as, a, as we have boasted in our diversity and our pluralism, Have we lost the discernment to understand and to know and to shield our our own children and to protect them, to prepare them, and our own people in our churches to understand what it really is a biblical understanding of life, its problems, and solutions? Or are people confused, taken captive by philosophy and empty deception according to to the tradition of men rather than according to Christ? We pray father for your wisdom. We pray for understanding. We pray that as we look into these topics in the coming days that you would fill us with great discernment. Thank you father for your word that guides us. It is a light to our path and lamp that we can follow. It enlightens us. It restores our soul. It brings understanding and wisdom to those who lack it. So we cry out today for wisdom, understanding, and knowledge. Bless our day, fill us with your goodness, direct our paths, fill us with your joy and your victory. Oh God, I thank you. I thank you that you have called us to life. You've not called us to defeat. You've not called us to despair or discouragement. You've called us to life, to triumphant living, to overcoming evil with good. I thank you today for the high calling we have as followers of Jesus Christ. Be with us today. Strengthen us. Should we stumble, I pray lift us up quickly. Help us to recover quickly. Should we face temptation, give us strength to resist. Give us understanding today. Give us faith, greater faith, greater love, greater courage and boldness, that we might in all things glorify our God, the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. We bless you today and we love you. In Jesus' name, we pray, Amen, Amen, and Amen. Thanks for joining me today. Say, you noticed in the beginning uh, an announcements here, I do have a couple trips that I'd like to mention. One at the end of July, July thirty and thirty first, I'll be leading a group down to the Creation Museum and the Ark Encounter, which is in the Greater Cincinnati area. If you'd like to join us, you're welcome. We'd love to have you come along. It's going to be a great time at the two uh, two venues. And then we will uh, spend the night in a hotel together and and spend some time in good fellowship and talk together. If you'd like to be a part of that, drop me an email, tom at tomthepreacher.com. And and I'll respond with some details of how you can join us on this trip. Again, tom at tomthepreacher.com. And I also, our trip to Israel next February 9th through 20th, our early bird registration deadline is coming up soon. Now, the trip is not yet full, although it's, 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 it's about 80% of where, about 80% full. And we'd welcome you to join us. Um, if you'd like more information, go to my website, tomthepreacher.com, check out what's there, and fill out a registration. And even if you're considering, the registration doesn't mean you're committed. It just means we get in touch to talk about, answer your questions about travel. Uh, COVID restrictions, all these different things, and just gets you in the loop for communication. So I hope you, if you're interested, um, check that so that we can keep you up to date on what's going on, okay? God bless you, and I look forward to seeing you tomorrow. You have a great day. Bye-bye.